Welcome to Two Cents of Fashion Podcast. Hi guys, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you're listening from. So good to have you guys today again on this podcast called Two Cents of Fashion. And I have another person that is ready to give you how it's two cents of mm-hmm. it. Like she's quite unique in the sense of like, I think you are the f- one of the very first few people I came across that do what you do. Mm-hmm. In close contact. So, hi guys. Um, I, I, I would let you do the introduction yourself. Uh, okay. <laughs> hi, uh, my name is Destiny Dana. Also known as. Okay, yeah, also known as Black Ship. <laughs> okay, also known as Black Ship. I run the Black Ship company on Instagram. Um, I think that's it. So I think let's let's start with what do you do? Yes, you say you run the black ship company. For those that do not know mm. what you how how can you not know what yes? Okay. Uh so the black ship company we make uh, minimal um accessories, handmade minimal accessories for upward mobile people, young people basically. Gen Z's and the rest of them. I yeah, think that's, that's a gen- Yeah, that's that's Gen <laughs> would really love it. <laughs> but yes, I think for me, it's the way you've been able to niche down and carve yeah. out your own market space, your own target market. Like mm-hmm. you know, okay, you know what? These are the people I'm going for. Yeah. This is the kind of product I want to make. This mm-hmm. is the market I want to make it for because you've also. You, you make it for the not just the African market, obviously, there's a space for expansion and growth, but mm-hmm. the fact that you've been able to take something close to home yeah. and actually infuse it into that and yep. still make it minimalist because yeah. when people hear African, mm-hmm. boom, they think colors, <laughs> they think exaggerated, yeah. they think like they exaggerated <laughs> items and mm-hmm. the rest of it. But I think for me, it's the way you've been able to just keep it to that, that yeah. same minimal look. Yeah. Yes, so and PS guys, I know you cannot see me well, you, you, you might have seen me if you watched the um, <laughs> ad but i am rapping she's rapping <laughs> everyone is rapping on here right, yeah. and i love i particularly love your pieces especially the you know, rings Thank it's you. something i really really like Thank well you. let's get into the tea of today all right how did you even come about like mm. making handcrafted jewelries mm, okay so um okay so let's start from the fact that i've always done crafts i think my entire life Always done crafts. I used to be that child that would scatter things everywhere. <laughs> Paper. I was always making Christmas decorations that nobody needed, and I'd hang them. <laughs> I know, like I use my money, save up money, go buy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, fast forward to uni, fast forward to school. I used to make handmade cards in school, and after school, um. I came out of school after NYC. So at NYC, I was still making cards. Um, moving forward, I started looking for jobs. I couldn't find jobs. Okay, I found jobs. Jobs that never paid me, but I worked. <laughs> and also, I found jobs, and I, I just wasn't satisfied. And I got to a point where I said, okay, I wanted to just make this a business. So I started making, I said, um, making cards, actually handmade cards. And... Mm-hmm. Market was funny, I won't lie. <laughs> it was funny. Not a lot of people appreciated it. They mm. price you like 1K for your cards. And I'm like, I spent days making this and then you're pricing it for 1K. It didn't make any sense. Mm. And then I um I 
I just started putting things together because you know, broke girl now, you didn't have a lot of money to <laughs> buy jewelry and mm-hmm. also I'd get um ropes, I'd get like unique stuff that I found around the house and then I'd put them together. Or I'd go to craft stores and mm-hmm. unique stuff I put them together and wear them. And then a lady walked up to me in church once and then she's like, I really love this, where'd you get it? And I'm like, I made it. And she's like, What? <laughs> you made it? And she's like, Okay, how much is it? And then I'm like, Trust me, bro, girl, I was looking for, I didn't even know what, what, what pricing was then. And I'm like, hey, it goes on 2K or 3K. <laughs> and she's like, no way. She's like, no way. But she was, the, she was the very first person that pushed me in that direction. Yeah. So then I, I, after like a few days, I went to Trade Fair. I don't know if you know Trade Fair. I went to Trade Fair Market. Yeah. yeah. And then I just went there. I didn't know what tools you could use for jewelry making. And then I walked up to a shop and I'm like, I want to buy tools for jewelry making. And then they gave me a set of pliers. It was three pliers. And they gave me, I think, wire. I think. <laughs> I'm not even sure. I can't remember anymore. I think they gave me wire. And then I bought a couple of beads. And I, that's where it started. Oh, that is Honestly, that's where it started. from. Uh, for you, I think it's a case of passion. And also, like, something... not, not <laughs> Okay, not passionate, actually. I think that it shows the wrong word. I think for you, it's a case of... Oh, you know, you, it's something you just found yourself doing. Yeah. It's uh, also something you started doing. Yeah. It's not like, no... Uh, you you know, someone first... It, it's, no, they didn't first it, it's, it's a hair. So <laughs> it's something you actually started doing from mm-hmm. a young age, even though it wasn't yeah, from my yeah, fully yeah. I think that's also how... Not entirely how I blew it. I still blew it, guys. That's under <laughs> still teeth on that day, but my mother forced me into fashion. Oh, really? Honestly, I'll tell you the gist, but yes, it was supposed to be some form of punishment. But oh. for me, I think in a sense, the way she could align that to have been, yeah. oh, you know what? You like cutting my scarves. Like, oh, yeah, I'm not joking. I did. Oh, yes, I cut my mother's scarf. And I had a yoga mother, so you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she was like, you like cutting scarves, have you go? But yeah. for yours, it was already yeah, in it. Was it. Already, it was already yeah. in it and all that. So it's, yeah. that's so good to hear. Yeah. But now that you, like, like you've spoken about how you got into it, mm-hmm. so let's not talk about the market in Nigeria. I know we had this mm. detail earlier, yeah. like on the touch on the tweets, but let's yeah. talk about it in detail. What is the handcrafted, like a handcrafted, handmade jewelry market like in Nigeria? Mm. It's underrated. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It is. Ah, it's sad. It's not appreciated. It's underrated, underpriced, under everything that you can. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Under if you if you want a um, craftsperson to go depressed or something, take them to Etsy. Or take them to even Amazon. Mm-hmm. Amazon is even cheaper, but take Ed, them to Etsy. No, no, don't take them to Etsy. They will cry. <laughs> yeah. They will cry. Exactly. Take them to Etsy or link them up to like Pinterest so they could see what's like what they're making. Mm-hmm. Uh, better craftsmanship and all. But I think it's a combination of a lot of things that I don't think we can even finish talking about right now. Um, one of which is um, skill. There's no skilled um there's no skilled labor available for jewelry makers, for craftspeople. There's no community. I mean you could find a community of tailors where you could pick from. You could even have a pick. Mm. But if you want someone if you're a craftsperson and you want someone to work for you, you have to train them. I train all my staff. I have to train each and every one of them. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 a lot. So the, the crafts market in Nigeria is underpriced underrated underappreciated mm-hmm. generally basically right and that's that's what you just said like so many questions came to mind with mm-hmm. what you were just saying about how 
there's no community. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, in Nigeria, at least one yeah. known structure is oh, NYC. They tell yeah. you they will train you yeah. in this. Even some universities will call it EDS, mm. Entrepreneurial <laughs> Developmental Studies, and they say, oh, you know what, we're teaching you to form mm-hmm. a team. So I'm like, now that I think about it, I think in the sense that you do it, maybe not really wire works. What they teach you is bidding. bidding. And I'm not saying entirely bidding is outdated, mm. but let's evolve, guys. Yeah. Let's, if you are, see, if you're a lecturer, you're listening to this, please, I beg. Some of you people, fish wire, I beg. Yeah. That is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes, even if it's fish wire, not like yeah. the old days that you see mm-hmm. making. I think outside the box, yeah. do you understand? So yeah. for me, I think in wire works, not necessarily. You don't, many, you don't really see many people do that. Yeah. And I think another question that came to mind is about skilled labor. That mm-hmm. is that is so true. Yeah. The fact that you have to train your staff yeah. personally, that must be time consuming. It is. And also an investment, an investment that you can't that you cannot you're not sure of. <laughs> that you're please, not sure of. <laughs> I talk about that, please. Oh talk about God. that. Can okay. you talk about okay. that? Okay, so um so I I trained so I've I've been blessed honestly. So like I've been blessed. I've had someone that's that has stayed with me like two years going on now. She's like my longest staff that has stayed with me. Um, but I trained someone that, that after training, um, she just woke up one morning and said she's after trapped. Training. I'm, I'm not even joking. Uh, she just woke up one morning and said she's, she, um, she's traveling the next week. She had a program she wanted to attend. And she never to. came back from the program? Nope. <laughs> You're still waiting for me? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I go down never, bed. never. But then, you know, as these things happen, you have to evolve as well. So after afterwards, I had to now um, evolve with my contracts as well. So when you're, when you're coming on board, you have to sign a contract. So you must stay on board. You must tell us three months before you're leaving so that you can train someone within that three months. That is so I know, cool. so, yeah. My man, I'm like, why do they have to tie you with contract before yeah. you... But I totally get... It's actually important, do you yeah. understand? Because yeah. getting good help is hard. Mm, yeah. Finally, when you're able to develop mm-hmm. them and they just want to up and yep. leave, yep. it took effort, it took yep. time. Yeah. Do you understand? How do you get... Mm-hmm. Like, what's your compensation <laughs> for this mm-hmm. period and all that? Mm-hmm. So, that, I think that's actually absolute. Guys, see wisdom. Wisdom. <laughs> actually, I think the, having a contract and being able to train someone yeah. within that, because it's literally I invested in you. Yeah, from, I invested. You have to invest, take you have that to. investment point in someone else. True that. Yeah. Very true that. Yeah. Very true. You just spoke about your staffs and mm-hmm. how you've been able to set, like train them and to be able to, because I feel like when it comes to business here, you cannot stay limited in the sense of, oh, I'm not going to train my staff because they can up and leave yeah. one day. Do you understand? Yeah. Guys, you don't you've heard wisdom now. <laughs> one way to this drop a contract. Do you understand? Yeah. Drop a contract that I can you know what? This is the plan. That makes yeah. sense. But let's talk about let's talk about the money part. Again. Okay. Guys if you've been listening, you know I love talking about this part. Not or at least I really like having in depth conversations about this. Mm-hmm. But before we even actually talk about the numbers, before we talk about what your uh, bottom line looks like in terms of like yeah. profits margin and the rest of them let's actually talk about structures and system that actually make you a profitable business even you've done this for how long five years now (laughs) (laughs) you've done this for five years do you understand and i know at some point it wasn't initially when you broke into it that Mm. you broke even do you understand Mm -mm. (laughs) no (laughs) that's how they're deep deep. (laughs) you would have made you would have made some loss you'd have paid some like i like to call it school you'd have paid some Mm -hmm. school fees yes yes (laughs) Mm, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have paid some school fees mm-hmm. at some point. Do you yeah. understand? So when I say school fees again, guys, <laughs> it means that you've paid for a lesson yeah. that you learned. Yeah. Yeah. Like you paid mm-hmm. good money or at least yeah. you lost something learning something. Mm-hmm. So yes, um, while we talk about, let's talk about the structures you actually put in place to make your business a profitable one. Okay. Because I feel like for people that would want to break into the market or at least break even and they're yeah. already in the market here, yeah, this is important to discuss. So okay. let's, 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 let's have a conversation around mm. that. Okay. So, Systems um, and structures. Yes. So, Okay, so the most important thing, I'm not going to say credit for this. I, I learned this from someone mm-hmm. and um, someone I look up to, like business-wise and all. So um, she said, um, if you want your business to grow, and when I started to implement this, I saw like tremendous growth. She said, if you want your business to grow, you need to focus on, at least when you're starting out, you need to focus on four major things. Um, focus on... Um, I'm talking about product businesses now. Yes. On your product um, materials, products on materials, marketing. Um, what else? <laughs> product uh, materials, marketing. Uh, ah, I really can't remember the other two. But she mentioned some four things. Mm-hmm. But um, so I think what we do is we run a lean system. Mm. So if it's not materials, if it's not marketing, if it's not these other two things. Do they also them. stand with them? Yeah, I, not really. <laughs> so, um, if it's not um, the basic stuff, let's mm. just leave it at that. If it's not the basic stuff, products, um, materials, marketing, um, things like that, that mm. keep you running. Salaries. Mm. If it's not salaries, um, don't put your money into it. Don't put your profit or whatever money comes to you into mm. it. And I think... Can you explain shit? Because that sounds interesting. Like Yeah, it's interesting. So, um, you know how... <laughs> you know how um, you're in a business and then um, there are a lot of flimsy things that come up for you to put your money into. Hmm. Um, everybody's doing influencers now. You want to do influencers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's marketing. But can your business afford you it? True that. Please, please come closer <laughs> to me. Let them hear. Guys, can your you business are just starting. <laughs> and you are looking for uh, an influencer yeah. that's, that's like 10,000, 100,000 followers. Are you to him? So can your business afford it? So um, whatever money is coming, whatever um, profit you're making back on your business, mm-hmm. um, you should be putting it back into the business to buy more materials to sell. Mm-hmm. You should put it back into the business to run advertisements. I, really, I don't think anybody reads that now. Except it's free. You have a sister who's popular, or a brother, or an uncle who's popular, mm-hmm. and all. Don't do influencers. I don't think it's wise anyways. Don't do mm. influencers. I feel like... like this is my description of influencers. Influencers are like caffeine. So you inject it into your system and then you're hyper, you're awake for a while and um, it wears off. So that's what happens. So when, when they um, say something about your product, it's, um, it urges people to buy and then they buy for like maybe max one week and then your sales plummet again. Mm. So it's like caffeine. So I, I think what you just said, like it's relative. But it's also important mm. because if you put, like you said, it's caffeine here, once that rush comes in and you don't have a structure, structure that's to, to manage it. it if you like, before we say, before you, if you don't have structures to manage mm-hmm. or sustain it, yeah. first things first, if you don't even have the product, product. To follow up, <laughs> exactly. problem, <laughs> problem. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have some, like, mm-hmm. you, okay, fine. You use an influencer that mm-hmm. has thousands or yep. hundreds of followers, yep. or even hundreds, thousands mm-hmm. now, yeah? 
and then fine they're able to change or yeah. push like a hundred or one thousand people mm -hmm. and you've only made four outfits you know that people are angry on the on the internet <laughs> this generation <laughs> yeah yeah so Violence. Yeah. <laughs> so i i think i think that's um important streamlining mm -hmm. minimizing how much you spend how much you take out if it's not for the important stuff don't take it out Mm -hmm. that, that takes me to the next question of okay. like bookkeeping like what yeah. you just said now mm -hmm. yeah, at what point in your business did you know that okay, was it right from your side you're like okay my business is my business I can't put the understand at what point could you get your books straight I'm <laughs> a money book girl <laughs> I'm an evil girl. Please explain that because okay. if I have people listening okay, that don't so, understand. Um, I'm, I'm meticulous to a fault. Hmm. Yeah, so even if the books were not like proper, proper books from the start and all, I don't, don't think I'm stingy, but I'm not stingy. I, I just like, um, I hate misappropriation. Mm. I like to, if it's for this, it's for this. So, um, I think one year into the business, I already opened a business account. So, it was separate. Even was, when we came money then, it was 10K. If it's 10K, yes, it's business money. It's 10K. It's there. It's inside the business account. It's not my money and all. And, funny enough, I didn't earn a salary until like third year, fourth year into business. I'm, this, I'm not even joking. It's like two years ago, three um, years ago. I didn't earn a salary. Um, so, I would take out, if I'm going out and all, I would make sure that it, there's a business something involved with my going out and i think all i used to take them was transport fare from mm -hmm. business and all and pay for my transportation i didn't earn a salary i had little tiny support i was with my sister so food was sorted a bit mm. and all so i take out of there for transportation and all uh if i was if it wasn't church or anything i would make sure that okay there's something in line with business so i take out of business to run um all of those errands for transportation and all of that so yeah mm. i i i think I think I had that separation early enough. Like I had that. Now I hear is discipline, man. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Discipline, guys. <laughs> we discipline, we meticulous well enough to put yeah. your business no, money. Important. If you want, if you are in for the long run, yeah, if you're yeah, in it for yeah. the long run, yeah. then that's definitely something you should mm -hmm. learn. Pick up early. Mm -hmm. If you are not doing it, start today. Mm -hmm. Stop saying ah, my business is your business is not <laughs> your business is not rich enough to sponsor that lifestyle yes. just yet please yes, be calming yes, down yes, uh, yes, I, yes. and i think it's just you know eating your seed today yeah, yeah. it's really not you eating your seed yeah. today because if you put that money back into yeah. your business it would be yeah, more it would be beneficial so any other system or structure that comes into comes to mind when it comes to making your business a profitable business mm. um okay um, okay, so I, I have this, I also learned from, from someone recently as well, so the person says it's not about um, getting um, accountable or reliable people, you need to put structures in place to keep them accountable and reliable, mm. which is the biggest lesson I learned this year. So I had like, my staff are the most wonderful, you met them. <laughs> You yes, met them, I yes, met so them one that most wonderful people talk about siblings and all at oh, the wow. fair and all, but then most wonderful people. But um I began to notice that if you don't put all of the structures in place, you'd let accountable people sleep mm. and all. So um put structure in place, let everybody know what they're supposed to do per time, let them have a system of flow. Um if another comes in, what to do, if there needs to be a refund, how to go about it, and um you know 
Many people think I'm the one that chats with them on uh, Instagram and all. I do. I, I think <laughs> I, I have always. No, it's not. It's I. I haven't. I don't think I've chatted with anybody in like a year or anything. Oh wow! So they know what to do. We have it printed out, and it didn't come cheap. It didn't come easy. It came at a cost. Mm. Or like I explained before, it came at a cost. A lot of customers, high value customers, for me to learn all of these things and all. So um. They need to know what to do per time mm-hmm. um, in terms of structure. If there needs to be a refund, if there needs to be um, who to call, um, when others are supposed to go out, how long it's supposed to take. At what point does things escalate to your point where you have to To my in? point. Where you have to step in. Mm, okay, so I think we have a template for responses for virtually everything. So um, I think when it comes, when it's supposed to come to me is when it gets to the point of a customer being angry enough to want a refund and also i have a separate number where they call and we can talk about it and most yeah. times when we talk about it they do not they do not want a refund anymore so yeah i think that, that's that's, that's really good because yeah. i feel like if you have to step in at every point which yeah. i understand that at the early phase of your business mm. yeah <laughs> it's important that you step in at some point mm-hmm. yes so but if your business is and i really don't want to put a timeline to it before yeah. people take it as the law <laughs> yeah but once you feel like it's you won't just be able to tell do you understand people will yeah. be able to tell you people around you will be able to tell that oh you know what your business is uh, you're doing well for yourself do you understand again don't kid yourself if you're yeah. not doing well have people have have yeah. external point of views do you understand mm. how people talk to you about this um, so once your business gets to a point where it can run without you as much as possible, try and step outside. I yeah. know it's not easy to, especially for a startup, mm-hmm. or you've always been in charge. It's yeah. not easy for you to bring you others in yeah, charge. But yeah, yeah. if you're in it for the long run, if you're in it for the bigger picture, if you're in mm-hmm. it for international collaborations and not yeah. and expansions, at some point, yeah, you can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody said something. If you think you, you can't do it alone. <laughs> but if you can't do there's there are points where you can't do it all yeah. you need to bring out bring on external points of view you need to bring your own external people to actually help mm-hmm. you understand and yes i understand you people might be suspicious but learn learn you if you're discerning if you are you also logical at times yeah. i look at look at people's track record yeah see i am all for forgiving and all that yeah. they understand but I feel like there are times you would actually look at things and be like, okay, maybe not just yet with this, not just yet with mm-hmm. this, but as much as possible, try and bring on people, try and also let the rains go a bit, a yeah. bit, a bit. Like you just mm-hmm. said, you don't have to step in until yeah. you know what yeah. a customer, and that is, that is actually brilliant because I feel like you that person will be a return yeah. customer. Mm-hmm. As much as possible, that person will definitely, definitely, okay, you know what, I got this experience, but yeah. and, and I like the fact that you are intentional about yeah. not losing me as a yeah. customer. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's, that's, that's really good to hear. Mm-hmm. So now, Let's. I, I. I know. I just said it, but let's talk about scaling up. Let's talk okay. about expansion and mm-hmm. pro, like also collaboration. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am always like. You <laughs> literally, I preach collaboration yeah. locally, internationally. I am all for it. Okay. Yes. Well, let's talk about scaling up as a business. Yeah. yeah. At what point do you feel like people should really consider? Okay, you know what? I think I've grown to this extent, and I think it's fine if. So I mean, it's everybody's your own personal point of view. If you feel like, oh, you know what? I'm fine. Yeah. Making this amount. Yes, yes. It's cool. It's fine. <laughs> Peace out. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Yeah. But if you feel like, okay, you know what? I really am in this for the long run. Yeah. And I want to do more. I want to scale up. Mm-hmm. I want to become not just a. How can you be a startup for 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but yeah. at some point, people begin to ask questions. 
which yeah. is fine. But mm-hmm. if you feel like, okay, you know what? I am no longer a startup business. I, I, I might qualify as, um, I don't know, a medium enterprise. Yeah. Like, do you understand? Yeah. You want to grow. Mm. Let's talk about that now. Okay. Like, at, what point, at what point? At what point should the people start considering collaborations? People should start considering expansions, especially internationally, because I think that's one major reason for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that people can see beyond <coughs> any myopic point of view that you might have. Mm. Look at the bigger picture. Can I compete on the international mm-hmm. space? Yeah. They mm. won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, because <laughs> <laughs> no, they won. They won, really. My goodness, that's ambitious. It's a good yes. ambition. It's a good kind of ambitious. Yes, and um, I don't think anybody woke up and became and had international collaborations or began to sell outside of. I don't think anybody did. They mm-hmm. won. I mean, the scope will change, the size will change, and all, but they won, <laughs> really. You must you must have that day one and all. I've always I've always wanted to um sell outside of Nigeria mm-hmm. and have a couple of have a couple of customers outside of Nigeria, mm-hmm. UK, US yes. and all of that. But I've always wanted to sell outside of Nigeria and right from day one I've always wanted to do that. Mm. And we did that this year. We're at Amazon. This, Amazing. Yeah, we go on Amazon this year. And it happened because I had that dream day one. That's, so yes, that is, oh my god, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they won. That's what. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't even know what to say. At that point, <laughs> I'm like, wow. Yeah. I, I am congratulations. Thank I, you. I, I congratulations because I feel like there's a good market space. There's yeah. a good market space on there. Yeah. That exposure on Amazon would really yeah. do your business well. Honestly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, wow. <laughs> that, that's not me. <laughs> that, 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 that's that's really good. Um, okay, let's talk about collaborations now. Okay. Yeah. Um, for juries, yes, it's definitely something that people can always collaborate on. But yeah. I feel like in terms of collaboration, it's also something that might be slightly overlooked. Yeah. Like when people are putting their... when Okay, let's say a collaboration photo should happen. Yeah. Yeah, people, you see the photographer, you see the designer. Yeah. But some people might not necessarily, first of mind, put up on there. So how do you stand out when you put when you collaborate, especially as a jewelry brand? Mm. How do you stand out when you collaborate? Is that something your business does often yeah. also? Okay, so I think it starts from um you running a brand. So if you're running a brand, it's much easier for you to um acquire that accolade. True. So if you're not running a brand, if you're just selling stuff. What, what does that what's the difference? Okay, so you running a brand means that you have an identity and people can reference you mm. at any point in time and know that, okay, um, based on the kind of products you put out, this is you. It's an identity. Mm-hmm. But we have a lot of people selling, um, we have a lot of people selling items, selling jewelry now. Like, like I've said, <laughs> this, year, this year, I saw so many new um, jewelry brands that have no idea what jewelry. Oopsie. No, I'm I'm sorry. No, I'm no. It's not. I'm not doing any shade. No, please go no, ahead. They're doing business. It's I, wonderful. <laughs> it's really wonderful. They're doing business. But I saw mm. a lot of jewelry brands bringing up that have no idea what jewelry mm. is. Mm. They don't know what they're selling. Mm. The basic what. I tried to buy something for a friend. 
um, from another brand, I know, because I didn't have any of the kind she was looking for. And then I'm like, okay, what what material is this made of? No idea. And it, it was, <laughs> babe almost insulted me. Like, it was obvious she didn't know exactly what it was made of. Like, what is it made of? So I know what I'm buying and all, but that's that's the case right now. So it's mm. easy because there's Alibaba, because there's AliExpress. Mm. So people go off there, they buy They're items, come in and sell. That's selling, I know. But if you have a brand, um, if you have a brand and you, even if you're not making them, mm-hmm. you, but you know what do you're your selling, research. you do your research and all. And that would even influence what you're, the kind of items you'll be selling and all. So you'd have, I don't know, if you have a brand, you have a niche, it would show that you have a niche. Yeah. And it would be very hard for anybody to um, use your pieces and not give you your accolade. True that. Yeah, very so, true. Yeah. We've done a couple of them like that. So we we, we partnered with Itwembasi for their Itwembasi. Okay. I don't know if you know the brand. No. We partnered with Itwembasi for their GT Fashion Week show, I know. And uh, Wait, we made all I their think she's like African inspired. Yeah, so minimal as well, minimal yeah. African inspired wears ish. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we partnered with them. So we made all all of their jewelry for the um collection that they displayed at GT Fashion Week, I know. The accolade was there. And all, yeah, there, there was someone they could point to. There was to someone give, they could point to. Understand? Yeah. There was a brand they yeah. could point to to yeah. give that accolades. Yeah. That's I hope really, I answered your question. You, sh- you absolutely did. Okay. You absolutely did. Yeah. Um, for in terms of collaborations, guys, you know, be a brand. Yeah, you brand. understand? It's fine if you want to sell and make profits. That's again, I'm, I don't, I don't <laughs> segregate. I don't discriminate. That's mm-hmm. fine if that's what you're in for it for. But if you're in it for you just heard we let people identify you mm-hmm. let be be there like people yeah. can say okay you know what i think if i see your piece outside yeah. i would say oh this this is yeah. definitely black ship yeah. yeah this is definitely black ship is there any collaboration you see outside the industry now i know this i don't know how you i don't okay so <laughs> one one thing that seems to be building up right now mm-hmm. is digitalization mm-hmm. yeah there are technical companies yeah Mm. Like that, people use tech to help yeah. the owners and make yeah. production, make their yeah. whole business a whole lot easier. Mm. But we also know that tech and fashion is also really, really becoming fused. Where yeah. we've seen um, the digital AI, AI yeah. metaverse, mm. the rest of them. Yeah. What do you think that looks like in Nigeria? I know it's <laughs> well, not say it's perfect. Well, <laughs> 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 what does that look like for now? Because mm. I. I, shall let me not let me not let the cart out of the bag, guys. You okay. have to you have to listen to the postcard to to actually okay. find out. But yeah, okay. what does that look like in Nigeria market for now? AI fashion, um, yeah, tech fashion, jewelries, yes, jewelries hmm. specifically. I <laughs> know for for outfits, for is outfits, it's there. It's, it's there. out there. <laughs> See, <laughs> let me know if you like. We're like, I think we're like fifty years behind this. Um, um, <laughs> I'm even being nice. <laughs> I think we're like 50 years behind in this um jewelry game in Nigeria and all. We don't have jewelry makers. And see, let me just be. <laughs> should I say this? Here? Say, say it. <laughs> no, because I'm going to say cast myself. <laughs> I'm going to cast myself. Okay, so um, so there's a reason that we don't do some kind of pieces that we're supposed to be doing. Mm. I mean, with our soldering, with our other, I don't know, with our other metals and mm-hmm. all of that. Nigerians don't appreciate it. Mm. I mean, I and based on the kind of brand that we are building and all, mm-hmm. it's not, um, 
it's not cheap. It won't be a cheap brand, sure. but building a brand that is ready available. Mm-hmm. I'm building like a R2, uh, um, a ready to wear, um, ready to wear kind of brand, and all. I cannot invest that kind of time in soldering, in building all of those pieces, and then sell them as ready to wear per se. One, I don't have materials in Nigeria. I have to import like every damn thing I'm using. Mm. It makes no sense. Ask any jewelry maker in Nigeria. It's, it's a pain. I know, so I have to import every single thing that I'm using to produce the items, and also it influences the kind of um, the kind of pieces that we actually make. So back to what we were talking about, sure. so yeah, we're like 50 years really? behind. How do you now bridge that gap? Because I feel like at some point here yeah, we have to stop playing catch up. Yeah. I How know. do you bridge that gap? <laughs> I know. Is it long? Is it matter? Gosh, crazy, it's, Abby? Uh, it's crazy. I do. There needs to be catch up. I I think I'm taking it step by step. I'm taking it step by step. We're mm-hmm. launching we're launching like our training platform next year. Oh. I'm taking it step by step to bridge that gap. We're launching our training pa- platform to bridge like the skill gap. Mm-hmm. I know. So maybe afterwards we'll think about we'll think about, we'll think about <laughs> that because one step at a time. One, yeah, step, at one step, step at a time. But, but really, that's, a, that's actually a we're way, way way behind on almost <laughs> in the next 10, 20, maybe. Something can happen. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe something can happen, and maybe we can be the ones that bring mm. that bring something like that. But I see a lot of people doing some amazing stuff. I can't remember her name again. Elisha, Elisha Jory is doing amazing stuff. Mm. Um, she's doing amazing stuff with her items and all. And I, I see her as one of the front liners in like Dang. digitalizing jewelry and all of that. So she uses all of the um, card um, designing and all of that for. I applaud her. No, it's a lot of influence. It's a lot of investment, and it I really is. applaud her for it that. It is. Yeah. It's like you yeah. said, it ain't cheap. Wow. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not cheap. It's not, <laughs> it's not cheap. Yeah. So, uh, improvement and visibility. I think we've kind of spoken okay. about improvement a okay. bit, but what does visibility in the market like? How do you become visible in a very crowd? Like you just said, now people could just easily go on, on um, people can easily go on AliExpress and just buy things off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you be stay original and stay visible mm-hmm. and still make profits? Because again, that's one thing. Like you have to break even yeah. at some point. If you're guys. not, you're not running. Business. You're not running a business. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what does visibility look like? Like how can you mark, make your mark in the market and still make profit? Mm. Okay, for one, um, if you're not, if you're not particularly like a creative person, it might be hard. Mm-hmm. Because you need to do stuff to make you stand out. I think one of the reasons why people keep coming back to us is because of the kind of pieces that we make. We design like virtually Unique. every single design that we yes. have. We have our designs and all. I think that's one of the reasons. So if you're not a creative person, it might be hard, and it's going to be a lot of. And investment. it's fine if you outsource that. Yeah, that's what I was, that's where I was going to. So you might have to outsource like your designing process. Mm-hmm. It's not cheap not cheap you might have to get someone really someone really creative to help with that and mm-hmm. also but that's really important you need to have a an identity True. like you need to have a direction that your pieces your designs are something going must to. have inspired you exactly to the exactly some a line a um line of direction where your pieces are going towards mm-hmm. um i think that helps to make you stand out and it doesn't really have to even be designed wise and all so even if you're buying mm-hmm. even if you're buying jewelry to sell 
I know what kind of jewelry are you buying? I know someone that buys um, customized stuff and she's created, she's carved a niche for herself mm-hmm. in that she just buys customized stuff. So mm-hmm. she tells people it takes like four weeks to make them and that's good. It's good as well. Sure. I know. But um, also you need to stay consistent. Mm-hmm. You need to stay consistent. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. And luck may not shine on you. <laughs> <laughs> luck may not shine on you so fast that you get like 20k followers in like oh, one yeah. week or anything. But you need to stay consistent. If the money is coming in, look aside like the popularity and stay focused on mm. what you're doing. Yeah. I think that's, that's 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 absolutely right. Yeah. Thank you. I think you see Bible trip man. That's all you said. <laughs> that's very very true. Yeah. Um. Okay. Finally, finally, finally. Okay. Uh, like second to the last question. All right. Let's talk about sustainability. This okay. is something that is really really guarding up. This is something mm. that is becoming a necessity, mm-hmm. and I feel like we're not uh, we're not we're not we've not come to light with like yeah. that farm. This is a major topic that people are yeah. beginning to have discussions about. People mm-hmm. are making changes, like drastic changes yeah. about, like there are brands that would only, do you understand, we are not the materials we make. So yeah. what does that mean for your business and what advice would you give upcoming business for that? Yeah? Mm. Okay. Sustainability. Sustainability. Okay, like I was, I was telling you when we were um, chatting earlier, so... When we started, I used to make like all the whole sustainable things. Like we'd literally go to machine, mm-hmm. get like scrap material so that they don't waste, and mm. make make pretty designs. If you go downwards, 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 like I the, the plastic company, you see all of those, and they were very Afrocentric and all, and all of that. Uh, that's one way. But the market here does not appreciate that. Like I've said before. Um, we're literally going broke <laughs> doing all of that, doing creative stuff, and people will upload on the internet. Oh, yeah, buy now. <laughs> no, nobody was buying. Um, that's one way, but then I think what we're doing now is in terms of okay, what kind of materials are we using? Sourcing mm. right, um, using I think there's just one <laughs> in our packaging, there's just one item left to take out the pvc and also yeah. make sure that it's not um nylon or any yes, of that so i think so that's it's all yeah. paper that we're using now so sustainable uh, sustainable looking for sustainable material so the materials that we used to produce as well okay where are we getting them from i know i know it's far-fetched right <laughs> it's it's it is but i think whenever it comes to the conversations around sustainability yeah. every step matters yeah. guys every step matters i think for mm-hmm. me when i first got your product yeah. and even though the cover on it was like that um, yeah. transparent fabric it was the fact that you made yeah. it's important because some people would have packed that inside yeah, lylon i'm not even joking i've never lylon and i think it's <laughs> lylon paper bags all the yeah, way yeah you know yeah, understand? yeah so guys recycle reuse mm-hmm. upcycle if yeah. necessary i think what yeah. you were doing earlier with this was upcycling yeah. taking scraps yeah. and making yeah, them taking into really yeah. yeah so recycle upcycle reuse mm-hmm. and also like you said sourcing is important yeah. you don't want to get fabrics from places that you know what they were way 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 mm-hmm. underpaid yeah you understand or yeah. they had to break someone's mm-hmm. back to actually make yeah. it yeah um it's see it's every little change matters mm-hmm. and congratulations on at least making that change and making Yay. that space i'm not even joking <laughs> i feel like in next 10 years yeah. we'll now begin to come to that reality yeah. of ah, people we now see people yeah. changing Mm-mm. yeah start yeah. now start yeah. now start now mm-hmm. if you can mm-hmm. finally finally okay. this is what, i'm not sure if this was like a question but like okay. I, that's, it's something <laughs> i always ask so give right. us debunk debunk <laughs> highly debunk one myth that people have about the jewelry industry handcrafted jewelry industry in nigeria uh, 
Any meat you want to debunk, any table you uh, want to shatter. Okay. okay. People think jewelry should be cheap. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> it's funny. I mean, it's, it's really funny. Why? Why Why should it be cheap? Why? No, they just feel like it's, it's supposed to be cheap. And... I mean, I've had to do... I've had to, like take out time like when we have some stubborn customers i've had to take out time to like i know it's not necessary but then i've had to break it down i'm like okay so we're running a business here we're paying people's salaries um the dollar is going up every day mm. i mean what we used to buy for <laughs> let me not talk prices here <laughs> but prices are literally like doubling like i'm not even being funny the economy is not even helping yeah we're paying people's salaries Packaging guys are not finding it funny, so they're pushing all the costs to us and mm-hmm. all. This year, I think we spent like 5M on packaging or something. Yes. yes. Spent millions on packaging. Spent millions. Let me not start talking about materials. Hmm. Spent millions on materials. And I mean, I know it's one item you're talking about, but cumulatively, it I'm spending millions. True. And you're, I mean, to you it's 5K, but to me it's it's 5K money. that makes up like... My song. my five million bank, <laughs> you get, I know. But jewelry is not supposed to be cheap. Jewelry is actually supposed to be a luxury item, mm. and we're just trying to make them as affordable as, as possible. possible with the best materials. I know people sell people selling counterfeit items that sell times three what we're selling, or same items that sell times three times four what we're selling. But um, we talked about sustainability, and we're just trying to. Make that make, difference. Make that difference and sell proper items. Like mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that have told me your people that value these things that told me your items are too cheap. I know, but I, yeah, I, I, I mean, when it's I not supposed it, to be cheap. When you did when you do the sales, I'm like, okay, yeah, I know. Yeah, okay, sales. I know. Okay. I mean, I did I jump for the bad dragon ball. I know. Okay. <laughs> I know. I, but thank you so much. That, thank that you what, too. everything you said on here has been so thank insightful, you. so thank important. You, I, I, I am so glad you came on. Um, guys, please listen, take <laughs> notes, and don't just acquire knowledge. Actually, put it to work. That is when you can actually make a difference in your business, in whatever you do. And even if it's like a knowledge you want to transfer to someone else, you've learned, you've heard. So, thank you. We finally come to the end of this episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it and look forward as normal to the next episode. Thank you.